Hi, and welcome to this week's Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella, and I'm reporting this week from the 20th First Annual Ig Nobel Awards Ceremony. Sometimes science needs to laugh at itself, and that's where the Ig Nobel Prizes come in. A sort of satirical Nobel Prize, the Ig Nobels honor the year's funniest, silliest, or most ridiculous-sounding scientific research. Organizer Mark Abrams gives us a little more background. The Ig Nobel Prizes are prizes. We give them every year, and they honor something unusual. They honor things that make people laugh and then make them think. And that's the only quality. doesn't matter whether the thing is good or bad or important or not. But it has to, when you first encounter it, make you laugh. And then it has to rattle around in your head for a week or so. So after a week, the only thing you really care about is telling your two best friends about it. What's something that makes you laugh then makes you think? Take, for instance, the winner this year for physics. Leanne Parkin from the University of Otaka in New Zealand researched whether wearing socks on the outside of your shoes is good for traction in icy conditions. Basically, the background to it was that we live in a very steep uh, city in the south of New Zealand, and uh, every year, once or twice um, in the winter, it gets very, very icy, and it's a real challenge not to fall over. Um, And some of our fellow citizens have actually responded to this by putting socks on over their shoes in these conditions. And uh, at our uh, tea room conversation, we decided actually there was no good scientific evidence for this practice, so we should... uh, properly evaluate it by doing a randomized controlled trial. So we did. Turns out it works. What can a slime mold tell us about railroad tracks? Mark Fricker of Pembroke College in Oxford, England explains. The slime mold was allowed to grow and connect food sources set out as cities around Tokyo. And then we can compare the networks produced by the slime mold with the real rail network. How did they compare? So pretty similar. So in terms of the transport efficiency or the resilience of the network or the cost measures as the total length, uh, it looked as though the slime mold came to the same sorts of compromises as in fact the real railroad banners have come to as well. To shake the hands of the Ig Nobel winners were actual Nobel laureates. I spoke briefly to what I'm pretty sure was 2004 Nobel laureate Frank Wilczek. They like to give this event some... Uh credibility or pseudo-credibility by uh, having Nobel Prize winners. How long have you been attending? Since I got the Nobel Prize, I've, every t- when I've been in town, which is, I guess this is the third time I've been in town, I've, I've done it. Otherwise, I've had a dummy that comes and there's a, we have a dummy of me that comes and attends. It looks just like me. <laughs> in fact, it's indistinguishable. In fact, I may be the dummy. I don't... His favorite past winner is? Well, I, I loved the one that uh, was the Peace Prize for the inventor of karaoke, who uh, helped people to learn how to live with each other. Other Nobel laureates showed up as well. I'm Roy Glauber. I'm in the physics department at Harvard. And I have scarcely any idea why I'm here. His favorite past winner? They gave one uh, some years ago, six or eight perhaps, to Michael Berry for serious (coughs) research on the levitation of a frog uh, who had been fed something perhaps diamagnetic. uh, And it if I remember correctly, Michael Berry didn't appreciate the award the least bit. <laughs> Less than a week later, Berry's research partner, Andre Geim, won a Nobel Prize himself for his work in the discovery of graphene, marking the first time in history an individual has won both a Nobel and an Ig Nobel Prize. 
That's one of the things that makes the Ig Nobel so fascinating. When you take a closer look at a lot of the prizes, there's more to the science than just silliness. This year's winners for chemistry show how what might sound preposterous at first actually contains some serious science. Eric Adams from MIT explains. We were given the prize because along with BP, we dispelled the rumor that uh, oil and water don't mix, or the adage that oil and water don't mix. We, we tried to understand how small oil droplets uh, behave a little bit counterintuitively when they're discharged in the bottom of the ocean with a lot of gas. Steve Matsuani from the University of Hawaii elaborates. What happens is when you have a blowout, say like the Deepwater Horizon spill, as the jet of oil becomes more and more violent, if you will, comes out faster and faster, the, dro the droplets tend to become smaller and smaller. You know, if you've got a lot of small stuff over there, you're going to have a lot of things that don't come to the surface, eventually emulsify, and hopefully break down under the, uh, what is that, influence of bacterial, uh, what is that, metabolism. Unsurprisingly, BP didn't send an official representative to pick up its prize. An actor dressed as the evil emperor from Star Wars accepted on their behalf. Every once in a while, an acceptance speech goes on for too long. Such was the case for the winners of the engineering prize, who used a remote-controlled helicopter to collect whale snot. To keep the ceremony on time, the Ig Nobel organizers came up with an ingenious solution to move things along. Please stop! I'm bored! Works for podcasts, too. That's all for this week's Physics Buzz podcast. You can find us online with the rest of our podcasts at www.physicscentral.com. Thanks for listening.